Okay, here's the deal. We gotta break into this house, and all we have to do is steal this one VHS tape. Which one is it? I don't know, man. Let's just look at this okay. What's so special about this tape, anyway? Fucking die up here. My apartment's haunted. It's not haunted. I'm sure there's a reasonable explanation. What's up, everybody? Nez back. 31 days of horror for E-Society. Uh, back for uh, today's episode, but I'm not alone. Uh, you already heard Mike. I think someone else is with me. I don't remember. I'm doing so many of these, but uh, I got my brother, the Barry White of podcasting, the king of the north from the horror returns. We got Brian. What's up, brother? What's up, man? Thanks for having me back. Right on, man. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get a uh, just me or other people on other than me uh, this year because last year's 31 days it was mainly me and uh theo came on like one or two but i'm like and these ones are much longer everyone if you guys were with me last year they were only like a few minutes i think the longest one i did last year was like a half hour and i think that was the very last episode uh that came out on halloween but uh yeah these some are gonna be hours some might be super short and yeah it's just gonna vary so but uh, i don't know how much long how long how long this one's gonna be because this one was kind of a uh the movie's not very long but there's there's a lot to talk about and uh we are gonna be talking about the what year has this come out 2012 american horror anthology film vhs this is the first one there's three of them the second one being my favorite and the third uh, a story or two which ones is your favorite out of these three uh i i like the first one and then the second and third one's not so good i still need to pick that one up i mean i'm a completist so uh, i gotta have it i think the only two stories i liked in that was the magician one with his little magician's cape and uh, the kids in Mexico when they were skateboarding and those, I don't know what they were, some kind of skeleton monsters that were chasing them when they were skating. So I thought that was yeah. 
That was pretty good. The rest, I, I haven't seen it in a while. I'll probably have to rewatch that one. But this was a film that came to me. Uh, a friend of mine, he was like, "Hey, have you seen VHS?" And I was like, "No." And uh, he gave me a, a burned copy that he had had. So I watched it, and man, I, I was blown. Uh, my daughter and I watched this, and I was kind of like, "She goes, well, what's it about?" So I have no idea. Um, I said, I think it's just an anthology. She likes though. She likes creep show and um, uh, whatever the other ones are out there. But mm-hmm. so we sat down and watched this, and I forgot again watching it last night. I forgot how uh, how rapey this one was. <laughs> I, <laughs> I remembered the first story being being rapey, but I I didn't even remember uh, the rest of it. But um. Yeah, this one this one was cool, man. I, I really enjoyed it. There is one, two, three, four, five, six stories, and I know well, one of the stories being a wraparound. Mm-hmm. But, so mainly just five stories. I believe uh, there is how many directors? One, two, three, four, five, six directors. Adam Wingard, he did the... Uh, the one that's basically the wraparound and, and the, the frame narrative, it's a tape 56. Uh, with that one, it was cool. I mean, I liked the little story, not so much of what these, these gentlemen were doing. Basically, it was like a little gang of friends that were just running around filming people and just doing stupid things. They like basically sexually assaulted a woman right from the get-go, and I, I just totally forgot about that. And... Um, <laughs> They are they're just guys that just go out and wreak havoc and they are put they have a, a job to do. Somebody hires them to go find uh this VHS tape in this house. And they said there's an old man living there, but uh it should be all right if they had to ha- if they had to deal with him, they would. So that's where it goes and then they break into the house and then they start watching videotapes because they're not too sure which one uh, to take because they're saying well what's on the tape what they're like i have no idea they they said or oh, the person that hired them said that uh they'll we'll know when we see it so i mean i liked that idea but then and we're going to spoil this everybody pretty much every episode this month is going to be spoiled so but this is move this movie's been out uh for a while so you guys should have seen it by now but who were the ones that told them to do it did they ever say that and because i know the uh, the second movie tied into this one with the wraparound story. Did did they ever mention who was the one that put him sent him to the house? No, from what I got, it was you get the main guy on camera. He's just saying that you know somebody offered them this job to get this tape, and they never really said who. I I just kind of took it as what ends up happening to them. And maybe it was some kind of supernatural thing because they, they, they are, they do a good job of making these people really unlikable in the things they do. And I figured this was like their punishment was to go into this house. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause that's what they did. They, they just basically, it, it was weird too. Cause after each uh, story, whoever was watching it just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand the, the old man part either, but we'll, we'll get to that uh later on but the first story when they finally get into the house they they watch this uh this one of them watches the tape called uh, amateur night this is the only one that i really remembered i mean i I remember them as as they were going along but 
This one was uh, this one was kind of spooky because I didn't like the 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 little girl that was in, or the she wasn't a little girl, but um, the young woman that was in this. That, it was basically a bunch of guys. They were partying. They go to a, a bar, pick up some girls, and but there's this one girl that's kind of just really creepy. Just kind of just you see her pretty much in every shot. She's in the background. Everyone else is partying, having a good time, but she's like just standing around. You you don't really uh, see or really even know too much about her. Well, you really don't mean not to know anybody uh, in this whole film, but but you can see that there's something wrong with this girl so they all end up partying and then they uh take them back to the to the hotel room and they bring the, this this weird looking girl um but from what i understand this spawned a its own movie did you see that one yeah i i, uh, I think it was called siren i i didn't really enjoy it as much as i enjoyed this uh this little short story right here was it the same uh the girl the same female actress that played uh, the the weird girl in this story, I think so. I think so. Do you even remember what it's about? I, I didn't even. It remember. it kind of starts like you you again you get another group of guys except they go to like this weird kind of I don't know if it's like a like a whorehouse or strip club or something but it's like a lot of weird shit going on in there. And she's like one of the performers there, but they got her. The owner has her like locked up in the back room. And somehow I think one of the guys releases her and then the guy, the, the owners basically like you guys don't know what you just did. And that that's pretty much all I remember. Was it uh, before this or after? After, I think. Uh, I'm not not 100 percent sure. I'll, I'll have to search for it because I kind of wanted to see it. But I mean, yeah, I'm with you, man. This this little story right here was enough, but I mean, mm-hmm. didn't really like. Where did she come from and all this? But so with the rest of the story, they end up going back to their motel room and basically just some guys that just not every guy is like this, ladies. But there's guys, there's creepy guys out there that just uh, want to just hook up and kick you to the curb afterward. But these guys were like just creeps because they were basically uh, they didn't like force the drugs uh, on the girls. But they were like, mm-hmm. the girls were so, well, one of them was so drunk. They are like, here, take it. She, uh, I've been around girls like that. Just here, take this. And, and they'll just try it. But, I mean, I'm like, whoa, man. I, I, I had some friends like that. They just didn't even care what it was. Yeah. So I'm like, man. So, I mean, I'm, I, was ne- I never took part in things that, that happened uh, in this film. But I was like, no, nah, that, that just wasn't me. But, yeah, these guys, they were just. Gave and they gave one of the girls drugs, and she just, other than she was too partied out uh, from alcohol, she just basically passes out. So they got this other girl, uh, the creepy looking one, and they just kind of like, well, what do you? They they basically wanted to get it on with the other one, but she passed out. This one's still uh, aware and awake, and then they kind of forced. Well, they didn't really force themselves on her. She kind of uh, like pulled one of the dudes on him, and the next thing you know. Uh, she got all crazy and yeah, she seemed to not like the third guy joining in. Yeah. That seemed to have set her off. Yeah, she was all right because uh, when she when they first see um this girl in the bar, the uh, one of the guys has glasses on and it's got a little spy camera in. So that's how we're seeing this. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with, like I said, we're going to spoil this. But it's a found footage film. 
So so where, wherever he's looking, that that's what's being caught on film. So he's he has his glasses on. They wanted him to hook up with her because she kept coming up to him and then saying, I like you. I, I, I didn't like that. That was to me. That was spooky. Yeah, it was. And she has a weird look to her. Like her eyes are kind of far apart. Yeah. I mean, was that just is that really how she looks? I, I don't even know this young lady's name, but. Cause I was like, well, she, cause we can tell, cause she had this line, uh, on her, like, like on her forehead going down to her nose. Uh, but we'll get mm-hmm. to that in a second. Uh, so one of them's kind of, she just basically gets naked and she's on top of them. And then, um, the guy with the glasses was supposed to join in because she wanted him as well. But then this other dude that was sitting on the couch, it just was laughing at everything. He just all of a sudden, turned around and he was naked and then that she was like no no like didn't want nothing to do with him and this is when she goes into action i had seen this film a few times but i did i just caught it this last viewing when uh she started taking her clothes off and that the guy with the glasses kind of panned down at her feet i had noticed that she had like crazy yeah like, <laughs> I, I must have not been paying attention i was like whoa and uh but yeah so she springs into action and just goes to work on these guys uh she kills two of them uh one of them i assume it was the guy that was uh the third dude that just joined in that was i would the first guy wasn't really raping her because she was into it but that third guy i would say he was just trying to join in and just rape her so he he got what he deserved and i must have not seen that either because she just she rips it off and throws it on the ground. Yeah, that that was <laughs> that was definitely extreme right there. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy with the glasses, he's just screaming, and he he ends up running out of the room. And uh, she, he's like, ah, he kind of falls down the stairwell and like breaks his wrist because his bone is sticking out of his hand. But then you see her uh, come, you hear her coming into the stairwell, and then she comes around the corner. And that part was creepy, too, just because the way he looks up at the top of the stairs and she peeks around the corner. And uh, she's naked through all of this, all this part. And then she comes up to him and telling him, I like you, but her face is starting to split open. You can see she's got fangs and and all of this. And uh, big claws. And and she kept saying, I like you. And he's he's all scared. And uh, she decides to go downstairs on him. But uh, I don't think anyone would be into this because you're other if you're just being scared and got bones sticking out of you. She kind of took offense to him not being excited because then she started crying and then he ran out and then I don't know how she just she must have just burst it out because he was running through the parking lot telling everybody help help and right when he came up to this truck of guys, uh, she swooped down and just took him in the air. And he kind of looks up her, looks up at her, and then you see her. She's flying because you can see her wings. It's really fast, and then the glasses fall off and hit the ground, and that's the end. What did you, what did you think of this whole situation and the story? I thought it was a good story. She was definitely creepy. Again, this is another where they do a good job of making most of these guys not likable. So it it is kind of satisfying when they all get it in the end except for the guy with the glasses he wasn't really 
into none of this stuff that these guys were trying to do. That's why initially when they were about to get it on, he ran into the bathroom because he was not having it really. But uh, overall, it was a, it was a good story. I, th- I think it's just when they tried to turn this into a full movie, it just kind of lost a little bit in it. Yeah, I mean, they was. Do you know? Was it the same director who directed the this one? Uh, pull it up right here. Same director? No, different director. Somebody named Greg Bishop. Yeah. Um, I guess he did a story in VHS Viral, the third one, and these other films I never heard of. Yeah, David Bruckner. I don't even he would, he didn't even write or produce this. So, all right, yeah, that was the first story, everyone. That was the uh, Amateur Night. I mean, I really liked this story that the the actress that was in it. She was really creepy. Uh, from what I'm reading here, I guess she was um, a succubus. Ah. So, and that is uh, succubus is a demon in female form. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Is that what um uh it's the girl with the thumbs from Transformers um uh, uh, Megan Fox? Yep, there you yeah, go. Her. What, yeah, her. I think I think I think that's what she was in Jennifer's body. Yeah, that of that movie. That movie was stupid, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I think if it was rated R, it would have been better. So. That's all. It's kind of like, uh, no. I know there was. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a dirty old man, everyone. But there was, before that film came out, there was. Oh yeah, she's naked and all these pictures and everything. But she wasn't. She had little pasties on, and uh, yeah, I didn't even see any of that in the in the film. But it was PG-13, so what do you expect? Sorry, sorry, ladies, but uh, I'm not that creepy of an old man. But on to the second one. This one was a uh, second honeymoon. This was written and directed by Ty West. Uh, I know he did some uh, uh, that one movie that was pretty good, The House of the Devil. I like that. Uh, the Innkeepers was pretty cool, and um, I can't remember. It. I want to say he did some more of uh, the was it VHS too? No, uh, might have. I know. I know he did that movie, The Sacrament. Um, Cabin Fever too. That's what he did. Did you see that one? Uh, is that the one, the direct sequel? Yeah, to they, the part of yeah, they were in a high school. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, that one, that one was cool. I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but what well, was better than the remake? Because that remake was garbage. But uh, the third one was garbage. Uh, yeah, when they were on the island. Yeah, with um, <laughs> was that Samwise from uh, Lord of the Rings? Yeah, Rudy. Yeah, uh, no, I didn't <laughs> like that one either. It took me like three times to finish it. I kept stopping it. Uh, but second honeymoon, this one was basically just a couple, Sam and Stephanie are traveling through Arizona. And they're just, this one kind of really didn't go anywhere, really. It was just them talking and filming and then I love you and nothing like that. But then uh, one night this girl comes pounding on the door and uh, wanting a ride uh, from them in the morning and they don't really know what's happening. And the camera goes and you see her walking around outside. And then uh, they go to Grand Canyon, and nothing really happens. Did they see her at the Grand Canyon? I I don't remember. I don't I don't think so. This one it was it was a lot of nothing. I mean it, it was pretty short, but I mean not much happened until the end. Because that was 
I mean, props to the guys that did the effects in this story because um, I'm sure it was one of those knives that was just loaded with, with blood or whatever because when she uh, – oh, um, the one of the nights that they, they went to sleep, somebody came into their room and was filming them. We just assume it was that weird girl uh, that came walking, uh, uh, wanting a ride because you see a video camera and then she pointed at the guy, pointed at the girl, and then the next morning everything's all right. And they go to Grand Canyon. But that last night when this person comes in again, you just see her just get a knife and just slowly push it into this guy's throat and, and, and slit it. I mean, I thought that was a really good effect, man. It wasn't CGI blood, thank goodness. Cause like, I'm not with that. But I mean, the way the blood was just pouring out, and this guy started gargling and everything, uh, I thought that was a really cool effect. And then with this one, it turns out that uh, his wife Stephanie was in cahoots with uh, the the strange girl because the camera pulls back. Because after the girl kills that guy, she goes in her bathroom and starts uh, washing her knife and her hands. And the camera kind of pulls or looks into the mirror and you see Stephanie making out uh, with this weird girl. And then, boom, it's over. I, I The ending was cool, but I just didn't. There wasn't really no lead up or anything to, to what was happening in this one. Don't you think? Yeah, for the with the exception of the ending, and I thought it was also creepy the the fortune teller machine, which kind of predicted all this that she would be reunited with a lover. Ah, okay. I I thought that was cool, but other than that, like every time I watch uh, watch VHS, VHS and it gets to this uh, segment, it it's it bores me. The most of the story bores me until it gets to the end. Yeah, because it was just like a bunch of nothing. I mean, just little things here and there until you get to the end and then you find out what's happening. So uh, what my question is, did was his girlfriend in on it? Did she set it up or was her ex-girlfriend following them and then just did it? And I assume turned her on because they started making out. I'm going to go with it was a setup because she seemed to not have any kind of regrets on whatever happened to her husband. No, no kind of feelings towards anything. She just seemed to be happy to see her other lover. So I'm going to go with, uh, this was kind of set up. All right. Yeah. After this one, it just boom, it just, you see them making out, then it's over. Uh, then we go after each story, it goes back to the wrap around and whoever's watching the tapes disappears. Um, the old man, the, the, when they find a room with a bunch of TVs stacked on top of each other and VHS tapes laying all over, uh, there's like, here, just what, just start going through these. And he goes, well, how do I know? Go, I will, you'll know when you see it. So uh, that's how we're seeing all these stories. But this whole time, when they got into that room, there's a, there's an old man. Uh, I thought he was dead, sitting in a chair. Excuse me, everyone, I got the hiccups. But he's sitting in a chair. And uh, I, I always kept looking around at the background because they, whoever's uh, filming it, they always set the camera on top of the TV facing them. So you could see whoever one of these uh, dudes are and you see the old man uh, in the background sitting there. I was always waiting for like that old man to like turn his head or something, but nothing uh, really happened with him yet. So, but uh, we rolled the, the first guy that was watching the, 
the first two stories they end up disappearing and then uh on to the next story um tuesday the 17th uh this one was directed by glenn mcquade writ also written and directed by glenn mcquade i don't know what he's done um let me see tales from behind beyond the pale pale yeah tales from beyond the pale eh, never heard of it but uh so with this story it's just a bunch of friends that are going camping and uh there's one of the girls is uh telling them that yeah this is this is a cool place and then um when they get there they that she starts to mention like uh, there was there was murders there but the, the, no one's leaving and i just this is the type of stuff that you think of uh when you go camping <laughs> she just starts talking about uh then wendy tells one of them uh them that a murder killed a uh, murderer killed her friends at the camping trip one time but i guess the previous year and everyone's just laughing around and they think she's just joking. So she's just trying to like, all right. But this whole time you kind of see her looking around and everything. Um, and then one of the guys being all cool or whatever, he jumps in the lake and yeah, they start messing around. And then uh, a guy and a girl kind of go off because she's got to use the bathroom. And um, she's behind a tree and the other dude's filming. Hey, what are you doing back there? Something stinks and stuff like that. Then all of a sudden you see these like um, uh, glitches. Like if you guys, I don't know if you younger v, uh, listeners ever watch VHS tapes, um, but if you watch a tape uh, so much or whatever, it starts to have these little uh, glitches in it, and that's what was happening in this. Like it was mm-hmm. kind of a glitch was going across the screen, and you could kind of see something was coming towards him, but you couldn't really see uh, what it was because um, it, tur- it turns out it's somebody. You can clearly see it somewhere, but it's all staticky and, and uh, pixelated and all that. And uh, he kills uh, he kills a girl. I thought this was a cool kill, but it was total total CGI. He like uh, stabs her in the head uh, from the back, and the blade comes out of her forehead. And the the dude holding the camera screams, and he's running. And this whole time, you see the killer glitched up everywhere, and then he ends up uh, getting that guy. But then they kind of come back. Uh, to the other kids, and they're like, yeah, and then they're trying to realizing that uh, something is trying to get them. Same thing they're seeing, a little glitchy thing coming at the screen. Um, was there ever an explanation on why it was like that? I was really listening this time, and I didn't catch anything. No, they never They never went into it. They just kind of, she was a, her friend got killed before her friend or friends. I can't remember got killed like before in the same area. And she kind of knew what they were, what they were up against. Cause she did mention that, you know, how can a killer be in two places at once and things like that, but they never really explained why he was the way he was. So I wanted to know, is that what Stacy, all the glitches or was that just, the way the videotape was that that was a question I was going to ask you because it kind of only seemed like when whoever had the camera could see the glitchy killer because nobody I don't think anybody ever really seen or hear, heard him coming up to him. Oh, so they just so couldn't, I, they couldn't see him, right? That's how I took it. OK, yeah, because uh, at one point she's like, why can't I? How come I can't see you? How come I can only see you? Uh, in the camera. All right. Okay. That was, 
That's weird because, or that's, I assume that's what we, like said, some of these stories, you have no idea why these things are happening. But um, I thought this one was really cool. But well, eventually she, she, uh, she knew this was happening and she sets up, she gets in Rambo mode and sets up all these traps, um, digs little holes. Uh, she's got spikes and everything, which I thought was pretty cool. I was total uh, Rambo ripoff when the spikes came out of the ground and stabbed <laughs> it. Uh, but I thought it was cool, man. But she, she, she knew because like, like earlier the the year before her friends got killed, so she knew something was out there, and so she was trying to uh, to catch it and kill it. Yeah, um, and that's another question I had too. Was does this killer come back at a certain time? Because how was she able to set up all these traps without having to deal with him? Um. I was just thinking that, but looking at the title, Tuesday the 17th, maybe. You had to come back on the Tuesday the 17th of whatever month, or, or maybe he just comes back every 17th. Yeah, so I assume huh. that was uh, the deal with it. But, she, uh, yeah, after her, all, all her friends get killed, she's running around, and then it, uh, this glitchy guy is chasing her, uh, with the, and the traps get her. He falls in a hole, and she runs. And then um, was there two of them? Cause that's what I kind of got. Um, yeah, I had uh, said that earlier. She said uh, something about how he can be in two places at once. Yeah. So I don't know if it was just like some supernatural thing going on or what. But uh, yeah, what, like when he got stuck in the 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 bed of spikes that that flew up, popped him in the face. Yeah. Yeah, he was just I, I and I kind of knew he was going to be somewhere else because they she had said that earlier. So. Yeah, they never really got into the, what he can actually do. So yeah, so whoever this glitchy person was, uh, got out and then uh, ended up getting her, and uh, which I thought was a cool kill. I ended up stabbing her in the stomach, mm-hmm. and then uh, her guts are falling out and everything. Yeah, and she's like, which was cool. I thought I love <laughs> that when they do the practical blood and gore. Uh, intestines falling out of her and then movies over or the stories over with them. Uh, I want to say this time is when whoever was watching it, uh, the old man disappeared uh, in the chair and they had no idea what was going on. Uh, Flash uh, going downstairs. There's two, there was two other guys uh, that were um, looking around for tapes and they found some tapes uh, in the basement. So they're basically trying to just find some bags or whatever to load up so they can get out of there. But one, the guy that was holding the camera that was looking around, he kind of catches something really quick. Uh, looked like a, that that old man was naked or something and just kind of like ran by. kind of reminded me of, uh, what was that movie when they were in that big apartment building? with the um, Wreck was the original. Um, the, the, oh, uh, shit. What was it called? Dexter's sister was in it. Um, yeah. Quarantine. Quarantine, there you go. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that when that uh, old naked man uh, ran by because there was uh, some naked dude upstairs. Uh, spoiler alert, if you didn't see Quarantine, there was some naked man <laughs> running around <laughs> up there <laughs> as well. And, uh, I mean, they, speaking of this whole wraparound, like, yeah, they, there's no explanation to why this was happening, what why it was going on in this house either, so... Your guess is as good as ours. I I have no idea unless I missed something. <laughs> Did you? No, 
No, there's so many warning signs throughout this, like when you can't find people and dead bodies are not where they're supposed to be and you need to get out the house immediately. Yeah. I mean, if someone goes, hey, man, I'll give you 10 grand to go find this videotape and now I'm good. (laughs) You you don't know. I mean, but one of them was the the, the leader of the group, the guy who took – Took the mission. He was he was kind of kind of smart. He was like, "Well, what's on this tape? I don't know, but for sure we're gonna make copies, and uh, we're gonna try to get more money out of whoever uh, sent them on this mission." So we just assume it's the worst, or maybe there was probably never any tapes in there at all. Um, yeah. On to the next story: the sick the sick thing that happened to Emily when she was younger. Um, you want to take over this one? This one, this one did scare me. <laughs> yeah, it, this one got me too. Um, you start with, uh, I believe, yeah, Emily and her boyfriend James, uh, who's a, a trainee for being a, to to be a doctor, and they just kind of they video chat constantly back and forth, and um, she's always uh, telling him like she feels like things are going on in her apartment. And it uh, it seems to happen at the same time every night. So uh, she she always wants to uh, video chat with him so he can see what's going on. And it is some creepy stuff going on because uh, the one that really got me, the, the scene that got me is she went and checked the rooms. You know, she had her laptop or whatever. And then she comes back and then the little child comes and runs in and slams the door. That got me. That that I'm not gonna lie, that that did get me. Yeah, I think a lot of these uh, movies when dealing with uh, little kids running in and out of the rooms, yeah, nah, <laughs> I don't I don't like that. But that was yeah. creepy too. I mean, that first time I watched this, I wasn't I was paying attention to her, but then you just yeah. see something running in and slam. I was like, nah. <laughs> but I, the part that it scared me the most is when. Uh, one it was another night and he was telling her she was hearing all this stuff so he's like well okay um walk into that room uh but she had her eyes closed mm-hmm. he was basically guiding her along he's like well what do you see what do you see he goes, well, i don't see anything and then um i don't know what was in there a little girl or something and, and i was like no nah, because there was just things just making yeah <laughs> you do you, you see things you, little kids like really quick uh, and, and you didn't know what was going on. But then there was uh, she kept complaining about um, some some bump or something. in her. Yeah, her she wasn't sure what that was. And I mean, I, reading what I'm reading now, I'm like, oh, OK, I, I, I didn't I didn't understand what was happening. But yeah, man, continue this one. Yeah. Uh, going off of that scene, that that was that was a kind of a, a disturbing scene right there because she's she's telling her boyfriend, you know, I got. Um, I got this bump on my arm and then when she shows it to the camera, she's digging in it with, I don't know, like a knife or something. And he's, and she's got like no kind of expression on her face, like no pain or nothing. And he's telling her to stop. And apparently she's done this before because he, he mentions it. And then, uh, we, we go into, um, the next segment uh, or the next scene where, where uh, she hears the noises again. And I believe uh, that's when she gets knocked out or something. Is that what happens? Yeah. She, she got knocked out somehow. 
Yeah. And the thing that really gets me is that he came, you see him leave on, on the, the little screen in the corner and then he comes running into her apartment. And mind you, he's supposed to be in Michigan miles away this whole time. And he's actually apparently staying next door. And he cuts her back open and he takes out what I'm assuming was some kind of alien baby. I I just thought it was a little baby. I mean, re, I'm reading this on uh, Wikipedia and yeah, it's saying um, uh, Emily attempts to contact the being, but she knocked out her. James quickly appears in the apartment and surgically, surgically removes an alien fetus from Emily's torso. Aliens are using Emily as an incubator for alien slash human hybrids. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I I didn't think that for some. I didn't. I had no idea it had anything to do with aliens. I figured that it was something to do with um, maybe that apartment building or whatever. Because it's, it, I kind of I kind of thought it was when when we see him pull out that little baby and he's kind of really not sure what was going on. I thought those are just the little souls of, of the of the kids that were in that mm. apartment. That's what I yeah. thought. But, yeah, I, I originally thought that, but rewatching it, I hear him talking about the bump in her arm is actually she has a tracker in her arm. Okay. So that that's what led me to believe this has something to, other than to do with a supernatural. And then you go into the next scene and go, oh well, first uh, to make it look like it's, she had an accident. I guess he had to like break her arm and all that, which that is crazy she they basically had to just make her feel like she was just hallucinating everything and had a big accident and got hurt yeah because they show her she's talking to, uh, to her boyfriend and get to talking to james and she's all bandages up arms in a sling and i was like damn <laughs> yeah and then the crazy thing to me is you go to the next scene and he's talking to another girl the same way he was talking to Emily and, you know, she got the bump on her arm that she's complaining about. And, you know, they're having their little long distance relationship and then you get, you get some boobage in here. Cause you know, just like Emily, she's, you know, undressing for him in front of the camera. And apparently he's, he's got a bunch of these going on. Yeah. So I don't know if it was in the same apartment or maybe it was uh, somewhere else in town, but, yeah, I mean that that one was creepy. I mean, it it sucks that we never know why these stories are happening. But then again, it's cool, like because it it brings up a lot of questions, like well, well what happened? Why is this going on? So yeah, I, I thought these are these are really cool stories. Yeah, then after that, we see that that he's talking to someone else, and then boom, that story's over. Yeah, because I had a lot of questions after. I'm like, is he an alien? Is he just a regular person working with the aliens? You know, is this like some government conspiracy? You know, what's going on? Because he he asked whoever he's talking to uh, something about is, is it half human the, when he takes the, the little baby out? Yeah, uh, I like to go along with it. Some kind of government conspiracy. Uh, Area 51 type of stuff. <laughs> Maybe someone got out <laughs> during the raid. Uh, <laughs> this is a, these are the stories. Um, I'll give it to everyone that went out there. I mean, I was having a good time. I mean, if I'd have had time to go wherever these people were, uh, I would like to go out there and just see what what it is. But uh, I'm glad no one got hurt because all these idiots on Facebook were like, oh, just shoot them. And uh, come on. But uh, hopefully it'll turn into a, a yearly thing. Everyone goes out there on September 20th 
for uh, Raid Area 51 and, and all. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the guy that got everyone to go because I don't even think he showed up. I think he just got it in everyone's head and it just took off. Yeah, uh, not too many. Not the numbers that were people that were signing up showed up. It's yeah, a very small number. I mean, th- there was enough, man. All the, the pictures I had seen was cool, but it wasn't like the thousands that they wanted. But I think it was like maybe over 100, if that, but I don't know. But again, any of you guys are listening, hey, right on, party. Do it again next year. Uh, <laughs> uh, back to the wraparound. Uh, I think this is when they were down in the basement and they seen that naked guy running around. Uh, they go back into the room, and one of them starts. The the last guy, he, I think he was the only one still alive, because then he starts watching uh, the very last tape or the last story, and this was uh, ten thirty one ninety eight. Um, which I, what I liked about this story is it started out on my birthday, and uh, I think it was nineteen. Now, yeah, well, it was nineteen ninety eight, and then it was uh, the next month uh, when all this happened. But it's, it's just these guys all hanging out, partying, and uh, it's Halloween. Um, they're all dressed up. One of them's a pirate. One of them was the Unabomber. One of them was a, a teddy bear or something. And uh, Oh, he was a teddy bear with a nanny cam. Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading this on Wikipedia. I, all right, cool, right on. I didn't get that. I was, uh, I was wondering. Uh, well, that, you know what? That's awesome because that explains why he has a camera. Yeah. I, that, dude, I know it's, I've seen this a few times. I never really thought about that, but. <laughs> oh cool <laughs> right I, I, that's that's a good costume so they're basically they're, they're on their way to this party and uh just it's a halloween party and they're, they're just ready to party they get to the house uh didn't look like anyone's in there they go into the house and uh they start to see things but they're thinking it, it's a part of the party and maybe everybody's hiding i did not catch this the other times either because there's times where uh, a couple of the guys come running into the into one of the rooms laughing hella hard like oh man did you see the arms coming out of the walls uh, I, yeah i must have missed that um but the things that were creepy uh while these guys are just walking through the house i mean the house is fully lit up there's no dark rooms or there's a couple little back rooms that are in the dark because then we start seeing seeing things like um uh just images of people uh in the background there's one time the camera pans around you see someone way in the background standing in the doorway in the dark. And there's another time where the camera, the guy, uh, the, the nanny camera passes a mirror and he sees a girl sitting in a chair. Then he looks the other way and nobody's in that chair. So they're still just puzzled on what's happening right now. And then all of a sudden they start to hear something upstairs. So uh, they, they make their ways upstairs and they hear that it's in the attic. And I'm going to stop here. Take over, Brian. Yeah, they go up into the attic and there's like some kind of ritual sacrifice about to take place. And I don't know if they kind of things started happening because they interrupted it or what have you. But the the things in the house started going crazy. People started getting grabbed and sucked up into the the air. And then they they did exactly what I would have did. They just bolted for the front door as fast as they could. And the only mistake they made is they stopped because I'm assuming the guy with the, with the camera said, we, we can't leave the girl. We got to go back and get her because you can still hear her screaming. And they, they rush up there and they, they get into the fight with whoever's left up there trying to sacrifice her. And they get sucked up into the air by some unseen force. 
they grab the girl and they are just trying to get out. And th- this comes my favorite part of, of this segment is the effects of the hands coming out. And then you got stuff flying everywhere. And then what was really cool is they tried to go out the front door and the, the knob disappears. And then the, the, the window to the door just kind of folds up into nothing like it was never there. I thought that was really cool effects right there. Yeah, that so much was going on in this scene when they got up to the attic because they thought it was uh, just a part of the party. You see the I think like four guys standing there and a girl tied up and they're. I don't know whatever they're chanting like demon get out or, or whatever they were saying. And then those boys, those guys, <laughs> they started chanting it. <laughs> uh, there was, they were, the guys were chanting uh, cast you down. So these guys joined in thought they were all funny. And then they kind of like, who the hell are you guys? And, and then, yeah, when all hell broke loose. Yeah. That dude, this was probably to me, the creepiest part is when they were trying to get out of there because the mm-hmm. arms were coming out of the walls. Like you said, things were flying around. And I, the first time watching it, even this last time, I was just like, hurry. I don't think I would have went back in there. If I would have saw that, I would have said, sorry, homegirl. I don't know you. I'm gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they, they had it right at first when they just ran. I was like, you just keep running. The door was open. You was, you was right there. And then yeah, they just were, decided to go back for the girl. They were outside, except for the last day. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they would have been gone and, got, and they would have been alive today. But no, that guy was like. He got the little feeling. He's like, we can't just leave her there, man. We got to help her. And, and uh, but it was cool. At least all, at least none of them went. Hell no, I ain't going back in there. They were like, as soon as that one guy went, they were like ah. So they all went and yeah. Like, oh man, that dude, <laughs> when they were when they ran down into the basement. Oh my gosh! Um, I was like, don't go in the basement. Yeah, I was like, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all this whole time when they're running out of the house, they they uh, they cut that girl loose, and the, that those that parts was scary when those dudes were just flying in the air because you didn't know mm-hmm. what was pulling them and all this. I was like, whoa! But as they were running through this uh, cellar hall or something, that's when the arms are coming out of the floor, coming out of the walls, which was an amazing. Uh, special effects it didn't look cheesy it actually looked kind of real when those arms because the other arms were coming out through the house when they were running around and uh yeah like when that door just like sealed up and basically turned mm-hmm. into turned into a wall i thought that was <laughs> awesome but oh man it, it was all hell was breaking loose in that house but they they ended up getting out breaking out uh through the cellar doors and uh they ran and jumped in the car and took off, and they were like, "What was that? What the hell was it?" Nobody knew what was going on. They do not know what they just saw. Uh, but from what we went once the segment is over, we realized that it was whoever those men were were basically trying to just do some kind of uh, exorcist and take the demon mm-hmm. that was out of that girl. But these guys came on and at the end and had no idea what was what was going on. To them, it was like they were helping a girl escape these these crazy lunatics. And, Turned it out that she was the bad thing because she one minute she's in the car and then she disappears and they're like wow what the fuck they don't know what's happening <laughs> dude out no oh, the car started acting up before she disappeared because he's like yeah oh. and it just, it just stops oh, they just like what's happening I don't know and then she disappears and they're like ah they all start screaming and then she like pounds on the window and she looks all evil. And they're like, where is she? They don't know what's going on. So they're looking around. The, the guy with the nanny camera is looking every direction. 
Um, if you don't like these found footage films and the, the the shaky camera work gets you sick, yeah, this whole movie is shaky, especially this scene because <laughs> that guy's his heads are just turning every direction, as well as the the first story with the succubus with the guy with the the spy glasses on. His head was all over the place too, but uh, I thought that was creepy uh, when this scene because when she appears in front of the car and they're like, "Well, what's going on?" She's like looking in, and then she turns around to walk away and this is when the guy with the nanny camera turns to his left and the car is stalled on train tracks because you hear (sighs) uh, i was like oh man and and here they're trying to unlock the doors unlock the doors i mean you've seen this a couple times and even watching it this last time and you know what's going to happen you know the train's going to get them but i'm like dude i would have fell to my back and started trying to kick those windows out uh they weren't fast something <laughs> they weren't fast enough and uh the train uh got them and then pushed and the uh, tape ended um did you watch the alternative ending to this one no i've never seen the alternative ending uh, i it's on the it's on the um the blu-ray but i i didn't watch it but uh, according to wikipedia the alternate ending to this story is a joke a joke ending was shot in one take by uh, Radio Silence, in which the doors are unlocked. The boys get out before the train smashes into the car. The boys walk away and talk about how much fun they had and what a crazy night it was as the train hits the car and explodes behind them. I don't think I would have liked that ending. No, that would have been stupid. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) it's obviously a joke ending, so all right. Now, the way this one ended, it was just like... I mean, these weren't bad guys. I mean, they just they just wanted to party, and they thought they were doing something good by helping this girl, and uh, that demon didn't think so, <laughs> and, and, killed, <laughs> and killed him. So uh, if you ever come across some guys uh, trying to do some kind of exorcist, just leave and let them finish it because there's obviously reasons why they're doing it. But I do understand they felt like, now nah, we needed to help her, but. I guess it doesn't pay to be a nice guy all the time. Just, oh, I'm sorry, bro, but I'm out. Because <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I would have ran. I no, I I don't think I would. I would have felt bad later. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't have went back in that house after I seen what I'd seen. Uh, every, yeah, everything going on. I don't even know if I would have felt bad. I would have <laughs> just been relieved to get out of there. <laughs> so uh, the wraparound ends. Uh, that that guy ends up disappearing and, and being killed, and. Then the movie's over. Then you finally get the title, VHS. But then as the credits are rolling, they're showing scenes of uh, these guys being all crazy, and they go back and show some of the beginning when they uh, harass, sexually harass that girl in the parking lot and just them being stupid breaking up. I don't look like they went into some abandoned house and started busting up the windows and everything. But as all that's going on, the, the credits are rolling. Um, this movie was cool, man. I, I really enjoyed it. I liked, uh, I like it every time I watch it, uh, except for that one, the second honeymoon one, that's probably the, the weakest, uh, out of all of them. But, uh, yeah, they, I agree when they use practical effects. I really love that. There is CGI in this, but not, um, it's not very bad. I mean, I think the CGI was that other than the, the succubus girl and the, um, uh, when all hell's breaking loose in his house, when the arms are coming out of the wall and things are flying around, mm-hmm. and, but it was good CGI. They obviously uh, paid somebody to do a really good job. But overall, this film 
uh, is awesome. I love it. It was streaming everywhere. Now it's not. The only one I know is streaming is uh, VHS 2, and I think that's on Hulu. So <clears throat> I own these, and uh, they're out there. All three of them. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, I like these films, so I, I purchased them and everything. But uh, out of the three, the second one is my favorite. And uh, talking about that one, like I said earlier, that part two does tie into this one with the wraparound story because they go back to that same house. One of the girls is saying that her brother. Uh, went into this was it was her brother that went into the house and then so she i think so i'm gonna have to watch that one again but yeah (laughs) it it does the the wraparound story does tie into this one and then it's a whole bunch of other uh crazy stories my favorite one in that one is um the guy that did the raid directed it uh oh the one with the all the mass suicides going on as they're trying to get yeah that one is amazing oh man that one was they really put more money uh into that one because that one was awesome i loved it man that one was so good and it was scary yes it did get cheesy at the end but it was just uh i i couldn't couldn't believe how awesome that one was uh uh, what was that story called um safe haven um speaking of safe haven uh the zisu and i i made him watch that one and uh, last uh, 31 Days of Horror, we we just we just covered we did a segment on that one because he's a guy that doesn't like uh, gore and blood, and I figured <laughs> that's the one to watch because <laughs> there was a ton of it in it. He actually watched, I think it was on Netflix at the time. Uh, the rated R version, the Safe Haven, is kind of cut up. Uh, mm-hmm. They they blur some scenes and, and everything. So if you have uh, my advice is, is watch the uh, the uncut one, the the DVD or the I think it's just on Blu-ray. Uh, I think that one's better. Or search for it because um, that that one's there. <laughs> but uh, VHS two, I think Brian, I think we might have to come back for that one. <laughs> so, oh, I'll I'll be happy to come back for that one. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, yeah. You heard it first here. First, we're gonna come back and. Uh, and cover that one on another episode. But Brian is going to come, come back to me uh, a few more times uh, this month. Um, I think the next one we're going to tackle is the original uh, Last House on the Left. Mm-hmm. Do you remember in the 70s? 72, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, seventy two. I'll get into it when we get into that one because I I got a story. Yeah. I got a story with that one. So, <laughs> but all right, everyone, that is going to be end of uh, this episode. VHS uh, we came at you guys with, and uh, Brian, man, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, it's I always can, a pleasure, man, coming on. Yeah, dude. Uh, like I said, you'll be back on. Um, really quick, if you guys. Uh, they they recorded an episode a while ago. I'm, I'm only saying that because I don't know when I'm putting this out. But um, you guys didn't like 198 class in 1984. <laughs> I think I was the one who had the lowest score. I just I don't know. It was it it was the gang that really bothered me because, like I said on our show, like if that was my school, we would have kicked their ass. Like especially uh, what was his name Stegman or whatever his name was Peter. 
Yeah. <laughs> so he didn't even have a cool gang name. His name was Peter. But I mean, he, he, to me, he was the typical wannabe gang. I have to be tough. I, I got to be this and that because he was a rich yeah. kid. The other guys in the gang were just, just the followers. Um, yeah. So. I, I, I don't know. I, and, and I wanted to, I don't know. I was kind of making a movie up in my head. I kind of wanted Mr. Norris, the teacher to have some kind of military background and yeah, just kind of go off on his. You wanted substitute. <laughs> yeah. I want, <laughs> that's exactly. Uh, I just recently watched that one. I love that one. I, I, I think I only seen the first two because, uh, Tom Berenger only did the first one or did he come back later on? Cause I can't remember how many they did. Uh, I don't remember. I know I've seen the sequels. They, they get worse as they come out. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if he comes back. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They recorded it a while ago. So, uh, go, uh, listen to that. If you guys haven't listened to it, but you're, if you're already, uh, uh, the horror returns fan, you, I'm sure you guys already heard the one. Zisu and I also covered class in 1984 on our up to the challenge. And in my earlier days uh, of the MacNest podcast, I, I did an episode of, of that along with um, it was a double feature of that episode with uh, Jim Belushi's and Lou Gossett Jr.'s The Principal. Have you seen that one? Now, that's that's an awesome movie right there. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 give, I give that at least an 8, an yeah. 8 out of 10. Yeah, that movie was awesome. I did that episode. That was way back yeah, years ago when I first got into this game. But uh those aren't horror movies, so we'll uh, talk about those again. Dude, we'll we'll do principal. I, I don't I don't mind uh, going back and uh, doing principal again if you want to come on. And, uh, we'll oh, absolutely. That. All right, cool. But all right, everybody, thank you so much for listening, and uh, I will be back either by myself or with someone or someone else uh, for the next episode. All right, guys, party on. Let's go see.